Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Premier Football Podcast here on PFP Media. I'm not sure if that came through, but I had a weird message in my ear. It's season three. All sorts of new things are happening here. Um, we do, however, have the same cast as always. Still myself, Rafe Garland, hosting the show. Still joined by my best mate, Joe Darty. Joe, how excited for this are you? For the Premier League? <laughs> well, for the podcast, man, for the show. You're I'm an exci- Arsenal fan. You're I'm not ex- excited I'm for the ex- football. <laughs> no, never excited for the football. Um, the, I, I Am I excited for the for this show? Yeah, of course. We just need to uh, get through a whole season for the first time of asking. But th- third time lucky, Rafe, I think. <laughs> well, look, to be fair, I don't think any of us anticipated the, the, the pandemic hitting. Um, <laughs> that, that, that wasn't really our fault. But man, I, I 100% back us to go right the way through the season. We're starting before the season. It's always a good start. This time last year, we were still doing Project Restart or whatever it was. Um, look, so much has happened since last year. Um, so much has happened with us personally. I'm sure regular listeners will, will find out everything as, as, as the season goes on. But we've only got an hour to do this show and we've got so much football to get through. So, Joe, I, I want to start with probably the biggest story in, in world football in the last, I don't know how long, man, in, in living memory. Leo Messi, the, the greatest player of all time, has left Barcelona, the, the club he joined as a, as a child. He's, he's gone to, to PSG, you know, he's, he's done the Robbie Keane move, the, the club he's always supported as a kid. <laughs> Not quite. This is this is it, yeah. I heard um, PSG are really popular in Buenos Aires, aren't they? They're, <laughs> they're a, absolute number one European club. No, I, I mean, uh, very, very sad. To, I'm, neither of us are fans of Barcelona Football Club in any way, shape or form. Uh, I, You know, it, it's... Seeing them suffer the last couple of years has been great uh, because they were so dominant for so long. And like I said, you you and I have never been fans of them. But Messi, and we're not the biggest Messi fan either. Let's get that straight as well. We we, we much prefer Cristiano Ronaldo, but only a fool would try to deny you know how good Messi is and the impact he's had on football. And he's 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 a once in a generation player, if if even more than that. So seeing him leave Barcelona and seeing him so upset at having to leave and in the manner that he had to leave, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best. So f- feel for him, I suppose. But he signed a an absolutely massive contract at Paris Saint Germain, uh, unsurprisingly, and pressure on Mauricio Pochettino now, Riff. Uh, because if you add Lionel Messi, I mean, look at the transfers they brought in. It's not just him. Gianluigi Donnarumma on a free transfer, Sergio Ramos, they went and signed. Real Madrid and, and Barcelona's captains on free transfers. Uh, they brought in Gigi Vinaldum on a free transfer. Uh, Ashraf, ha- Ashraf Hakimi, uh, who has now played for uh, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund and Paris Saint-Germain, and he's just 22 Never mind the goalkeeper, the right player backs. of the tournament at Euro 2020. I did mention him, yeah, Gianluigi Donnarumma. Yeah, he, he is Italian goalkeeper, yeah, on a free transfer. Again, key play, like the, these are all key players they've got on free transfers. It's really, you know, quite impressive. They've, they've done a Juventus rave, signing players on, on free transfers. I mean, but where is it, where is it going to take them next season? Do, do you see them winning the Champions League next year? Obviously, Champions League finalists... Um, can can they can they take that step? I'm not 100 percent sure that they can, Rafe, because there always seems to be something that, that, that stops them from 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 winning the Champions League. Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent convinced by Pochettino. I think he's a very good manager. I don't think he's next level. I don't. Uh, is that just I, the I mean, Arsenal? Me, is, is that just the Arsenal you're is, talking? Is that the Arsenal? Let me tell me what he's done to make me think that anyone think that he's next level. Well, I suppose uh, he came I mean, second I, in in league and with that Paris team last year, didn't he? 
Yeah, he did. He, he, they lost to Lille in the French Super Cup. And I suppose the thing about the Champions League is that it's a, it's a knockout competition. Like, it's, it's not always the best team on paper that wins it. It's not like the league where you see, in, in recent memory in the Premier League, Man City run away with it, or you see Paris run away with it, or, or, or Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you've always got to come up and beat the best of the best. And, and it's knockout football as well. Teams are going to play for a draw. They don't need to beat you. You can get through a Champions League tie without winning a game, you know? Well, I, th- I think, yeah, I completely agree with you. One of the things Messi said was he, he thought that PSG represented the best chance of winning the, the Champions League. Um, I mean, they, they really have been knocking on the door the last few years. It, it has to be said, they've been getting closer and closer. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, they don't have that history. And the same can be said for Man City. Fa- yeah, exactly, man. Uh, the, I, I mean, look at the, the Real Madrid's and the Liverpool's and the Bayern Munich's. Uh, the, those are the teams who... You know, they've got the most Champions Leagues along with AC Milan. Uh, Barcelona, obviously, would have over five as well. Um, but it's just a handful of clubs who do, who do have that five Champions Leagues uh, you know, or, or more. And and it tends to be the, the more historic clubs. I mean, Jesus, Chelsea won it last year. But it, t- it tends to be the more historic clubs that do better uh, in it. Um, obviously, last year was a surprise. No one would have bet on Chelsea winning the Champions League, not even the most ardent Chelsea fan. But that's, <laughs> that's the... That's the beauty of, I mean, do I want to call it beauty when Chelsea win? But it is. That's the beauty of cup football is that you can have a surprise. And once you have a really organized team, uh, they can, you know, you know look at Villarreal in the, in the Europa League as well. I suppose it's a well-organized organization. Team. It's it's mm. it's a well-gelled squad. It, 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 you need a lot of team morale to to go far deep in, in cup competitions. I think you've really got to have a lot of belief in, in the players around mm. you, a lot of trust. And you've got to have a manager that will do it as well. So, look, I think, obviously, on paper, the PSG squad now looks absolutely unbelievable for next season. But I, we'll That's see. That's phenomenal. It's, 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 it's one of the most insane squads ever assembled. Uh, I, I mean, a, a front three of Neymar, Mbappe and Lionel Messi. Um, it's, it's outrageous. But that, uh, that's not even the second. That's not even the best front three that Messi and Neymar have played in together, in my opinion. Luis Suarez is the best Luis, striker of his generation. Suarez, Mbappe is a better player than Suarez at his peak. He's a, he's a different player. He's a, he's a different player. Suarez was phenomenal, but that's a better... In my opinion, I mean, agree to disagree. I, I, I think Suarez was a phenomenon. I think he was one of the best strikers of his generation, absolutely. Uh, the he, best. He was never... The best number nine of his generation. Well, well you're, you're entitled to think that. From that generation, Suarez is in the conversation, man. He's definitely top three in, term, in terms of that generation. I need to have a real big think uh, and uh, go back a few years because although he's still playing, he hasn't really been at his peak for like He's just won La three, Liga four years. two years in a row. He was top scorer in La Liga last year with Atletico Madrid. Oh, I've lost my camera. Can you still hear me, Joe? I can hear you, Rafe. Yeah, yeah, but I can just see your GoPro. Um, it's... Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure convinced Suarez is the best striker of the last 10, 15 years, but he's certainly in the conversation. Okay, look, enough about, enough about PSG, enough about Europe. What we're here to talk about is, oh, I'm back again. 
Well, there you are, yeah. <laughs> what we're here to talk about is the Premier League, Joe, and I want to get some nailed down, terrible predictions for this season that everybody we know can turn around and point to us throughout the year and laugh at us and say, you said West Ham are going to get relegated. They ended up in European spots. Like last season. Like last yeah. season. I'll, I'll take the heat for that one, you know. Um, what else do we call last season? I, I, I called City dropping out of the top four. Um, I think I called Manchester United finishing second, though, so I'll take that. You know, that, that came out of nowhere for a yeah. lot of people. Um, right, look, Joe, we're going to start at the top of the table from last season. Um, Manchester City. Do you see them winning the league again this year? I think they'll be in the top two. I, I actually fancy Chelsea to win the league, man. I think they've done some great business. Uh, and I, I I mean, they won the Champions League. They, they, they've looked very... They've looked almost. Imp- I've stacked my champion, my champion, my fantasy football team with Chelsea players because they're just so tough to score against. He's really got them two uh nailed on defensively, and I think adding Lukaku. I know you asked me about City, but this kind of feeds into. Well, we'll do, we'll Chelsea. do Chelsea first then, because Chelsea. Yeah, are no, exciting. it's fine, man. It's fine. No, no, you asked me about City. I said they'll finish second, and why they'll finish second is because I think City will. Fin- Sorry, Chelsea will finish first. Uh, I I think Lukaku is a is a fantastic striker, um, and. You'd you'd pay that money for him. Does you he have to say, does he suit what Chelsea want though? Does he fit that Tuchel mold? Yes, of course he does. He's rapid. He's really strong. He, he's a complete striker. He can do absolutely everything. Um, like he, he's fast. He's big. He's strong. He's got great technique. Um, I think he's a little bit slow on the turn, which is something that United fans and his first touch isn't the best. But I think he more than makes, you know. You have to play to his strength as well. If you're signing Romelu Lukaku at 28 for 100 million pounds or 95, whatever it is, you can't be expecting him to come in and be, you know, try to make him into something he's not. So Chelsea, you're going to have to adapt a little bit. I think he'll be. Um, but they were playing Giroud up front a lot last year, who's a B Tech Lukaku. The greatest <laughs> respect to to Lukaku there. Uh, I mean, they do have the creativity around to create chances for him, don't they? Mm. Yeah, they do. They they have the likes of Pulisic and Zayec and Mason Mount. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple of people. Kai Havertz, well. and I suppose they they have attacking Havertz, wing yeah. backs as well. Marcus Alonso in that regenerated left wing back role as well will put a lot of balls into the box. No, look, I I definitely agree with you that Chelsea really really do look like the real deal this year. I know last year they were defensively strong, but if you're I suppose if you're looking at the personnel in the Chelsea team, if you're gonna try pick a weak spot, maybe. I, I don't know, you might think Thiago Silva is another year older. Can he do it in the league again? He'll have to answer those questions. Obviously, he had an injury at the back end of last year. Can he come back strong? Rudiger looks good, though. Christensen looks good. They've got a lot of depth. So, yeah, look, I can definitely see Chelsea being up and around there. Talk to me about City for a minute because they've gone out. They've splashed £100 million on Jack Grealish, shattered the British transfer um, mm-hmm. record free fee. They're, they're still rumoured to be in for Harry Kane for circa £150 million. I mean... What else could what else could could they do? Can they do to to guarantee that they win that league next year? I think getting Kane is the main thing, man. Uh, they're in dire need of a striker. They don't have a striker. They have Gabriel Jesus, who is is it's is oh aside from his first six months for City when he signed in January of whatever it was, two thousand seventeen eighteen. I can't remember a few years back where he did score a good few goals. Uh, it's been very clear that he's not a first choice Premier League striker for a serious team. Uh, you know, he's all right, but he's nothing special. Signing Harry Kane would be probably the biggest transfer in Premier League history. I think you'd have to say 
certainly from one Premier League club to another, it would, they'd have to spend 120, 130 million pounds minimum. Uh, I think Spurs would find it just to bring them into the conversation, obviously related to Kane. I think they'll really struggle to replace him. Uh, I think he's irreplaceable. I know they've been linked with Lautaro Martinez. I think Martinez would be much better for Arsenal because I think Arsenal have much better players in those wide attacking positions, although Sun Hyung-min is, is, is great. I just don't think that... Uh, you know, I'm talking about Saka and Smith-Rowe, etc., who are great at, at creating chances. Uh, I think Spurs losing Kane. Kane, Kane is there everything. He, and, and he has been for quite some time. And he, I think they really, really, really struggle if they if they lose him i get you going back go back to city then it's all on them getting that striker right if they don't, if they if they somehow end up not signing kane i think that would be really worrying for them i i, I don't okay. i mean who who else fits that I, I don't necessarily know that that city had an issue scoring goals last year, though. They didn't. They were shared around, man. It was. I think Gundogan was top scorer in the and league with the eleven. About this, that, the and, city and they're team all getting eight, nine, ten, eleven. They yeah. always score goals. And at, at the start of last year, I actually predicted them to, to drop out of the top four, um, and they really did struggle. You might remember for the first few months last season until they say Ruben Diaz made the impact, but I don't necessarily know that it was the the Diaz impact. We saw Diaz um, in the Euros over the summer exposed. An, an incredible number of times for Portugal. Um, I think he had one of the lowest rating players of, of players that had played three or more games in the Euros. He was in the bottom three or three or five players or something. He, he had an absolute stinker of a tournament. And look, obviously one tournament doesn't define a player, but throughout last season's show, I was adamant that he was being overhyped because City's, I don't know, turn in form coincided with him coming into the team. I, I think City last year, really, really benefited from having such a deep squad with so many games coming in together with the lack of a proper preseason. As teams started to tire as the year went on, City just looked to keep the ball, move it around, tire teams out and score late on. So if anything, I think that City are probably weak, similar to Chelsea in a way, weak at the back, especially if they pick up an injury somewhere. Like we look, we saw Liverpool fall apart last year on the back of a string of injuries, but I don't think it would take six injuries to destroy Man City's title chance. I think it would only take one or two. I, I, I definitely back. disagree. Uh, I think John Stones has proven to be an extremely good Premier League centre half. They have uh, they have Diaz, who's good, but I, I, I agree he's overhyped and he didn't deserve that award last year. Uh, they have Imeric Laporte, who's a very, very good centre half. Uh, and then I believe the next in line would be Nathan Aki, who's decent enough. So I, I think it's 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 a, it's a pretty... I mean, you'd have to be getting down to Aki and then like... A, a reserve kind of like under 21 player to be worried as a city fan in terms of defense. I agree more with the fullbacks, especially left back. Uh, obviously, Zinchenko had been playing most of the time. We'd both be very unconvinced by Ber- Benjamin Mendy, right? Mm. Like, I, I think Pep Guardiola is probably unconvinced by him as well. He hasn't set the world alight at all. He's not been the left back that they hoped. Uh, and Zinchenko's not really a left back, but he's done pretty well there for the last couple of seasons when he's been asked to play. I, I'm surprised that I haven't, I suppose, because they're spending so much money on, atta- on, on Grealish and Kane this summer if they can get Kane over the line, but I'm surprised they haven't moved for a left back. Uh, right back, they're all I set, suppose obviously. Cancelo can play it on both sides, and that is the one thing that maybe can, goes in favour for them. He can, but I think the way Pep wants to play, it's really essential to have a left footer at left back and a right footer at right back. I mean, obviously, you have to play right footer at the right back. Could we see Nathan Ake shift out there? We, we've seen Laporte move yeah. out there before. 
Yeah, you could. And Nake would be a much more natural fit. Um, he's pretty quick as well, to be fair to him. So he could get up and down the touch. Okay, let, let, let's technique. pretend City sign Harry Kane here. Are you, are you saying Chelsea, City 1 and 2? I'm saying without Harry Kane, Chelsea, City 1 and 2, but I might put City first if they get Kane over the line. But obviously that transfer hasn't happened yet. And that's a really difficult transfer to make happen as well. I think, you know, that could go on to January, man. Yeah, it could. But I, I suppose Spurs don't also want him sitting around collecting a wage if he's not interested no. in playing there of course. We did, we have seen them drag out the Garth Bale saga, but as you mentioned, whether Spurs invest this money properly is, is another thing. Like 150 million is an incredible amount of money, but should they take that in, they spend whatever, 50 million on Martinez or whatever it is. What? Where does the other 100 million go? Do, would you trust Spurs? And who's in charge at Spurs at the moment? Yeah, they've got a new guy, Italian. I can't remember his name, man. You'll have is he to the, la- me, the former what? Lazio boss? Is he or, or Roma? I can't. I I honestly can't remember. I'd hate to guess, like, because I know this, I get this it wrong. Is what we're what, talking- but I need to. I need to talk about Kane just again for a second. He he's just so much more than a guy who scores goals. Like Martinez is is a good goal scorer and he can do link up play. Kane Kane's passing and the way he drops deep and how he provides assists and how he dictates play from a centre forward position is completely unique. Uh, in regards to modern modern strikers. The last I can remember who played like that, and he did not play it nearly as well, although he was good, was Teddy Sheringham. But he was much more of a number 10, but he was a big number 10. Um, I, I compare him okay. to Firmino, except his finishing is obviously considerably better. His goal scoring is miles ahead of Firmino, but the way he, he drops and does link, look to link. I suppose maybe he plays a lot more long I mean, passes. I, I, I he does it in a different way. For me, Firmino links in a, in a more... Yeah, exactly. Kane, Kane is more direct... Whereas Firmino kind of just links to the like plays a few one twos. He's much more of a you know a futsal style player. Um, Kane is ir- completely irreplaceable for Spurs. L- losing him would be catastrophic. I'm I'm absolutely going to say that. We, we will get to I'm Spurs and we'll fan. talk about how low they're going to finish. Show and, and I know you're yeah, going to love that. No, That's no, no. And I'm not I'm not getting show. excited about this by any because I'm really concerned about my own club. But um, <laughs> uh, although I think we've made good transfers, uh, but but obviously we'll get there. Uh, Joe, lose, we're under pressure Kane, here for clubs. We are, I'm going to l- keep going through it. Losing Kane would be catastrophic for Spurs. Manchester United, they've gone out, they've, they've got their man, the man they wanted for the last three years. The fans have been going crazy for Jaden Sancho. He's come in. They've, I don't know where they've gone for Rafa Varane as well. Real Madrid, man. France World Cup winner. Is Are these the answers to their problems, Joe? No, no, they're not. They haven't signed a good central midfielder. Uh, they've signed a winger who could barely get a game for England uh, in, the, in the Euros. I think he... he, he did he start the last group game where it was already kind of just England were already through? Mm. Uh, he might have played a couple of minutes here and there. I mean, Bukayo Saka was preferred to him and, you know, a lot of people were laughing at his inclusion in the in the team and I think he went on and proved to a lot of people wrong. Uh, I'm not 100% convinced by Sancho because I haven't seen enough of him uh, and I was hoping to see him in the Euros. So I, Bundesliga fans rate him very highly. I know that for sure. United fans are very excited. I'm not convinced that that he's like the the Messiah to bring them the Premier League title, uh, and I'm not convinced that Rafael Varane is no. either. Uh, although he's a good centre back, um, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure United needed to strengthen in the centre midfield the most, and 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 they haven't gone and done that. I do, I would agree almost entirely, word for word, with what you've said there. I, I, you've said Rafael Varane is a good defender. I'm not. 
massively convinced i think especially over the last couple of years maybe if we're talking 2017 18 when real madrid I were winning champions good, leagues man, but he's not like i think he's been made to look he's been playing think. beside sergio ramos and, and in behind mm. casemiro at real madrid and he's still been exposed several times he had an absolute stinker at man city in the champions league last year gifted them two goals yeah, he, he was that. responsible for madrid going out look Jaden sancho it's all english tax man what's he done really he scored a few know, goals in the Bundesliga, but his, his output last year was awful, awful. Reese Nel- Nelson scored a few goals in the Bundesliga when he went there on loan. Adam Ola Luckman scored a few goals in the Bundesliga. Le- Leon when he Bailey, went there on who's loan. just signed for Aston Villa, scored a few goals. Like, yeah. if, if that that might be the level. Uh, look, uh, if he turns, if he if he if he proves me wrong, I'll turn around. I'll hold my hands up. I agree, hundred percent. A central midfielder was what was needed, um, especially with Paul Pogba's contract still up in the air at this stage. If they don't get somebody in. Look, it's so, so, so competitive this year. And that could be the difference between them finishing first or second or fifth and sixth. I, I genuinely believe that central midfield is that important. I them. agree, man. And and uh, they've backed the manager. And I think that was a mistake as well. Not entirely convinced by him. Uh, I couldn't be happier I, I, as a Liverpool it, fan to see him get a new contract. Me too. Me too. I know Arsenal aren't in the conversation for the same conversation as Manchester United. But um, I, I don't believe that Solskjaer is the, the answer at all. And the longer that he's in charge, the less likely United are to win trophies. Okay, we'll keep talking about the teams that finished at the top of the table last season. Joe, we're on to Liverpool. Okay, they've got their mm. they've, they've got their defenders fit, you know, fit and firing. They've they've strengthened. They've brought in Kanate. Thiago's had a preseason. Jota's had a preseason. Um, I'm not convinced, man. I'm not, not convinced. I the that front three was tired last season. And it's going to be tired again with or without Jota. Uh, I don't think he's going to be wanting to start Jota. I think he's going to be wanting to start his favorite front three, and Jota will be uh, the man to come in after 60 minutes. And when one of them needs a rest, uh, you know he'll rotate. Uh, the the centre back situation will be much improved. Obviously, having Van Dijk back, but Van Dijk might not be the same Van Dyke. He's done his ACL. That's a really complicated injury to come back from. Uh, it's not a it's not set in stone that he's going to have the same turn of pace that he used to have. And that's what really made him stand out as well as how he re- reads the game and his distribution. So I th- I think that it's as if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be a bit I wouldn't be overly confident going into this see I wouldn't be thinking, you know, this is Liverpool of 2019-20. I'd be thinking this is Liverpool of Last season, man, I, I think Liverpool would do well to finish third. I you, think they'll probably take, finish fourth. You can take what I'm about to say with it with a pinch of Liverpool by assault. Um, I take everything you say about <laughs> Liverpool with with a, with, a, with much more than a pinch of Liverpool by assault. Look, I, I've, watched, I've watched all of the preseason, and I'm I'm incredibly excited coming into the new season, especially about the top end of the pitch. That I suppose that the most the, the best news from the preseason is that Sadio Mane looks like he's back to his old self. He he was off form last season massively. He underfired he, himself and Firmino missed an absolute rake of chances, which cost Liverpool considerably more than any sort of defensive issues that they had. So Mane has been backfiring. Jota has started a lot of the preseason games because Firmino obviously was coming late back from Brazil duty, been been involved in the Copa America, and he's done really really well centrally as well. And he's given Klopp a real selection headache there. Firmino finally came back and started a game, scored two goals. I know it was against Osasuna. We're not thinking too much about it. Um, but and, and, and surprisingly enough, um, Minamino has actually been incredible. Four goals in his four preseason games. Now, look, preseason means absolutely nothing. I can remember who was Andre Varnan scoring something like four goals preseason in, in, in that season before he went on to score one or two goals for Liverpool. But 
he's looked like he's really benefited from having a full preseason as well. There is talks that maybe they'll get one more attacker in. They're looking at Jeremy Doku, exciting young Belgian player. He definitely wouldn't be a starting player, but definitely that bit of pace off the bench, somebody to replace Shakiri. He looks like he's going to Leon. Um, in midfield, Nabi Keita has been unbelievable. And I know I say this every year, Joe. I know you I'm say this every this year. Nabi Keita drum. If he can stay it- fit, which is a big, big, big if, he could be the difference maker for them in midfield this season. I fundamentally disagree. Uh, I, 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 I disagree with uh, Naby Keita making the difference in midfield. I don't see it. I've watched plenty of him. Uh, he's had enough chances. And I'd be, I, I, I'd be, I think you'd be doing well to prove me wrong on that. Yeah. I think he'd be doing, he'd be pulling up trees. If, if Naby Keita is the difference maker in Liverpool's midfield, if you know, we're talking about having a, a really a, a season where he really uh, sets the league alight. He he, uh, his performances are are so good that he gets uh, the 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 front three on song yeah. again. He he he, you know, he reads the game perfectly. His passing is great. I I I don't see it. He is, um, he is going to have an uphill battle getting into the team with obviously Fabinho, Henderson, and Thiago ahead of him. He's he's going to be dependent on an injury somewhere to get a long spell into the team. So it, it just means that the cover is there. You know, a lot of Liverpool fans were concerned with Wijnaldum leaving. Obviously, he's played fifty games every season since he's been there. Mm. Was he going to be replaced? Obviously, look, you're banking on Cato to stay, fixed, you're, stay fit. You're banking on Ox to stay fit. But Harvey Elliott in preseason, man, has been incredible. He's only 18 years old. He's young. He's, no one's expecting him to start every game. But he's a real talent going forwards. He tr- reminds me of Coutinho, the way he can play wide, come in, carry the ball forward, dribbling. Obviously, look, that's a big comparison to make. Really excited about him. Canate's look good in preseason. And the other one, uh, Simicast, the left-back reserve. We're going to see a bit of him at the start of the season with Robertson out. And he looks really, be- really good as well. Yeah, I'd agree with Harvey Elliott. I haven't watched enough of him, but I, I, everything that you hear about him is very positive. And there's just such a depth of good English talent in midfield positions at the moment that I'm inclined to believe the hype in his case. So I'm, I'm very excited to see more of him. And, and I hope to see him, he, he'd be used in a, like a left central attacking role, right? On the left of a midfield three? Or would he be part of the it, front he'd, three? He'd be on the right side of midfield coming in on that left. Okay. Himself and Salah right. have, have linked up well. Himself and um, Trent Alexander-Arnold have linked up well. Um, there and then shifting to the left winger role, you might see Salah come into the number nine. You might see him play four. He's an option anyway on the right wing or on the right side of midfield mm-hmm. anyway. Look, man, I'm excited about them. And um, the, the more people riding Liverpool off, the, the happier I feel. You know, fans back in stadiums is going to be absolutely huge for them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, do you expect a do you expect a league title? I mean, for, for me, Liverpool would be doing well first. to finish to, to finish third. I honestly no, think that. I, I, look, I I think Chelsea have come on a lot. I'm worried about Chelsea. I can see, I can really see Liverpool getting getting edge up on, on City this year, especially if they can rediscover their home form. I mean, they lost. They they were top of the league after 14 games last season. And before the injuries hit, they lost six home games on the bounce at the start of the season, and they still somehow managed to come third last year. There's there's something so resilient uh, about man, that it team. Was man, the, it was the race to not finish. In the man, top there's resilience. They, what they were only two points off United, though. Man, there, there's such a resilience about that team, especially with the leaders coming back, Henderson coming back in, Van Dijk coming back in, like uh, the fans back in the stadium. I, I can only see them being considerably better than than last season, especially with the players that never had a preseason under Klopp now having a preseason. Look, I've, yeah. we've, we've short on time. We're going to keep rolling through it. And Leicester City is one I want to talk to you about, Joe. The, the, the team that have been banging on the door of the top four for the last few years. They've, they've taken a huge blow in preseason. They've lost Wesley Fofana. It looks like a really serious injury, a leg break. They've got Yannick Vestergaard in to replace him. Um, 
how, how do you see it going for Leicester this season? Well, Vestergaard is in no way like for like replacement for Fofana. Fofana is quick uh, and he's good on the ball. And Vestergaard is is very big and very slow, and he's not, you know, comparable on the ball. So I don't see it. They've just, they've gone for a they've gone for a proven decent Premier League centre back who doesn't cost very much. He just had a year left. Scores goals as well. Twenty nine. He's a, uh, I mean. Of course he does. Have you seen him? <laughs> He's like six foot eight. Would you like to He's mark huge. him, man? Would you? Would I like to mark him? We're big enough lads, but we don't, you know, we don't come close to him. He's, he's massive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 for me, if you want to, I'm, I'm all for, and I, I think Brendan Rodgers, which is why this transfer surprises me, is that he's a philosophy manager. He has his way of playing it. I'm, I'm not at all convinced that Vestergaard is cut from the same cloth as, as Wesley Fofana. And uh, I'd be... Uh, you know he'd be doing well to prove me wrong on that uh, I, I think Leicester they've got themselves to blame for not making the Champions League two years in a row it's 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 obviously great they won the FA Cup and the Charity Shield uh, those are two great uh, performances and achievements and you know just getting in the Europa League for a club like Leicester City is very good but when you look at how their league you know where they were in the league both both seasons in in February, and then look where they finished at the end of the season. That you know, that's all on Rogers and the squad, and 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 not being able to see the season out. Uh, I, I'd be interested to see what happens with Madison because he's obviously been linked with Arsenal, um, and from from everything that I've read about it, he would like that move, and Leicester would sell if the money was right. Uh, it's a, you know, losing him would be a big blow. Uh, I think he's a very good player and he's very important to how they play. Uh, he gets goals and assists, like I think about eight goals and seven assists last season. So it's it's good numbers. They do, um, they do have Harvey Barnes obviously coming back from that injury. He's mm, missed a lot of the last couple of seasons good, through injury. Good, man, they have good players. They're they've they've really gone good out team. and signed, I, um, what's his name? Um, Patson Daka from Salzburg. He was highly rated. Mm. He scored an, an insane number of goals last year. I know it was the Austrian League, but he put up incredible numbers. They've strengthened in midfield. They've gone and bought some guy um, I've not heard of, to be honest, from uh, Lille. Uh, Samare, obviously, he was a league winner there last year. 18 million for him. They've got Bertrand in on a free transfer. They're obviously uh, securing that Vestergaard deal. Um, I mean, they, they've lost somebody in the attacking positions as well. Um, Sendik Under, um, who, who was quite good for, uh, filling in for Harvey Barnes towards the end of last year. We, we had spoken about... Jamie Vardy, obviously, when you talk about Leicester, you talk about Jamie Vardy. Could somebody step up and fill that role, that Vardy role? We always said they're one Vardy injury away from, you know, mid-table or whatever. Could this be in Inacho's role? Pats and Daka, maybe, you know, are they taking steps in the right direction? Like, Inacho was on fire at the end of last season. He's, he's got, scored the penalty in the Community Shield this year. Could he be the main man at Leicester this year? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's. I, I always rated him at City. I was surprised where it, when it didn't go right for him at the start for Leicester. So it was nice to see him score last season. I, I always liked him as a player. I think he's a decent striker. Uh, you know, Jamie Vardy is, is one of the best Premier League strikers ever. So filling his shoes is going to be very tough. But but Ihenajo did all the right things when called upon at the back end of last season. Um, you know, and scoring that penalty in the community shield is a good way to start this season. So I, I've put him in my fantasy team, man. I th- I'm backing Ihenajo <laughs> to, to to do the business this season. I, I, I think Leicester might stumble a little bit. I think I think they might fall off a little bit this season. 
why is that? Do you be think that's good. just because the competition will be stronger around the, them? The, 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 yeah, what, what's the, what the teams around them have done is 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 much more impressive than what they've done in the transfer market. Um, but but I'd expect them to. I, I'm not saying they're going to be terrible, but they might finish kind of like, I, like I'm not expecting them to, to to challenge for the title, which they have been. They've been in the title race at Christmas, kind of two years in a row. I don't think I I don't think that'll happen this time. We've I'm, spoken. They're looking at a Europa League finish again. I'd say. We've spoken a, a little bit about Spurs already. Um, we, they, they, they've not got an experienced manager in there. They, they're potentially losing their, their star man. They've gone out. They have, they have strengthened. They've brought in a new centre-half, haven't they? Christian Romero, yeah, very highly rated from Atalanta. They spent £50 million, the best part of £50 million on him. Uh, that was a position the they America. really did need to strengthen. That was somewhere they really did need to look at to change. Toby Alvarez, obviously, how old is he now? 30 Five thirty-six or something crazy like that. No, he's no, in, he's in his early. No, yeah, he's know, in his early thirties. What you call him? Uh, Vertonghen would be that age, but obviously he's moved he's on. He's gone to on there, yeah, there. yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. No, they did need a centre back. So, as always, we'll see how he adapts. But the the feedback that you've been that I've been hearing on football Twitter is that he's pretty good and that he's he's going to be worth the money for them. Okay, so hypothetically, they, they Joe, about him. they keep Kane. He's happy to keep playing. The fans get back on board. It's like last season for Harry Kane. Mm. Okay, no, Man City's never happened. Do Spurs have a chance of, of even making the top four? Never mind winning no. the league. Even no, with Kane? Uh, even with Kane, I'd say best sixth. I don't think Nuno is great. I, I don't think that Spurs squad is amazing. And I think they'd be doing well to finish in the top six. I, I think seventh or eighth would be much more likely for them. If they lose K- Kane, I think they'll definitely come seventh, eighth, ninth. Should? Okay. Seventh, eighth, ninth. If they, if they keep him, I'd say sixth. At best. Okay. Um, before we move on to some of the other teams that, that maybe surprised us a little bit last season. Talk to me about Arsenal because, Joe, I want, I, I want to keep them involved in the big clubs. I want to keep them at the top of the table. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's not, that's not me being, you know, patronising. If you look at the, the calendar year tables, Arsenal are right up there for the, for the 2021 table. Mm. They finished last season incredibly strongly. You know, is, can they build on that? Can, can, they, can they move forwards? Can they get back into a position where they are challenging at the top? What is it that they need to do have they done enough in the window? Yeah, very good question. I mean, I'm worried because the tra- we're starting. We st- Arsenal play tomorrow, and I, I believe that we are three players short, and we need to get rid of a lot of players at the same time. Uh, so I'm actually very happy with the three transfers we've made. I think Nuno Tavares is a good backup left back. He gets up and down. He can play left wing if needed, or be a defensive winger. Uh, you know, for eight, seven eight million pounds to get a young a young left back in who's who fits the bill is is a no-brainer. Uh, Lakonga, Albert Sambi Lakonga, who was captive, captain of Anderlecht at just the age of 21, he's a, a really good midfielder and how he, he how he distributes, how he reads the game. He's got good uh, athletic attributes as well. Um, and, and he's probably going to start tomorrow because party is injured, so he'll play beside Xhaka. Um, that being said, I would really, really, really like a couple of other additions in midfield. I don't, I don't want to see Mohamed Elneny playing games uh, for Arsenal Football Club unless it's absolutely necessary. Has Lucas Torreira um, come back? Yes, but he's not involved. He's going to be on the move. He's going to be. When do he? He's he's been loaned out with an with an obligation to buy to Marseille. Okay. 
yeah, he's gone. Both of them are, are, are gone. And um, Smith Rowe looked really promising in the attacking positions last season. Um, absolutely. Where do yeah, you reckon we'll see Party play this year? Will he be playing as a six? Will he be playing as an eight? I think he'll be playing as an eight beside Xhaka. Him and Xhaka will be playing together most of the time and Lukonga will be the third choice. Um, I, 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 I really think it's necessary for Arsenal to sign a number 10. I thought Odegaard was really good last season. He just he just links the play in the way that Arteta and you know the the way he wants to play in terms of a four two three one. You need to have that sort of number ten, or else a goal scoring. Could you look to Smith Rowe to do that though? You could, but Smith Rowe was really effective off the left man. So I'd be inclined to Smith Rowe is 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 um is a give and go player. He doesn't um play defense splitting passes. Okay, one that one that wrecks my brain. Joe Willock, I know you said that it's good money, you know, 25 million, but if you're talking about Arsenal being short in midfield, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at the moment, he looks like a good player. He's come up through Arsenal's academy. You know, he's Arsenal through and through. He, he had a really, really successful loan spell at Newcastle last season. What He scored in he six could, games in a row or something, didn't he? Seven, yeah, seven. He couldn't have done any more. Uh, I, 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 I really would have liked to see him given a chance. Um, I, I I thought a couple of years ago he could, you know, kind of fill Aaron Ramsey's shoes. I think he proved he could on loan at Newcastle. Like you said, I, I don't know what else he could have done. And it's it's a baffling Neither one. Arteta seems to have things with a couple of players. I, you look at Willi- I, William Saliba, the centre-half as well. He's meant to be really, really good. And he, he, he just doesn't seem to be able to get a chance at Arsenal. You look at Well, Terrera, there's another, another thing about Saliba. Saliba was told, we want you to go out on loan in the Premier League. And he said, no, I, if I'm going out on loan, I'm going to go to, to France. So for me, that says that Saliba is not... You know, I, I have doubts about him, if I'm honest. I know he's highly rated, but I have doubts about... You know, if he's going to play for Arsenal Football Club, he should get a taste of the Premier League. And your your reaction to being told we want you to go to Premier League club shouldn't be no. I prefer to go to Liga. I mean, if I'm told in work that I, that they want that work want me to do something to take my my career to the next level, I'm not going to be like, nah. Actually, I'll go and do this easier thing. It's more comfortable <laughs> for me. I mean, what does that say about him? Yeah, it fair enough. He, he wants to be in a, an environment that he's comfortable in. I'm sorry, but that's not what the Premier League is like. Fair enough. So fucking hell, go on and get used to playing. Go and play for Newcastle, like. Uh, I think he. I think you know. Go and test yourself in 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 the Premier League. Absolutely. Um. On on Willock, I think he was sent out on loan to be sold. Yeah, he was there. He was put in the shop window essentially. Yeah, he probably had a ten million pound price tag going into that loan, and he has a twenty five million pound price tag now. So I think that was the purpose of the loan. You know yourself, Rafe. There, not every loan is to. Is to be is to come back into the first team. Yeah, I know. But like if they're I, if they're targeting players like Buendia mm-hmm. and Madison, I mean, creative midfield players are. How, how much did Buendia go for? Well, he was about twenty five million. 30, was he? 30, 35 million pounds. Yeah, I'm not convinced about him to be honest. No, but I'm, I, I'm not either. But if that's the type of player Arsenal correct. are looking at, they they also had someone very close to home, maybe that knew the club quite well. It just seems like a strange mm-hmm. one. Um, seems like a strange one for me. Anyway, look, um. I'm tempted to to throw Everton in as as a big club, <laughs> but, but while we're talking about Wendy, let, let's talk about Aston Villa because I mean they were ones that really really excited me last season. You know I gave Dean Smith an incredible amount of praise. I backed them to go down at the start of the season again, like West Ham. They they, they showed me up. Um, they've gone out. They've signed Wendy. They've signed Ings. They've signed Bailey. They've got Ashley Young back in. I know he's 35 now, but he's got that experience. And um, they brought Axel Turnsaby in from Manchester United on loan. 
Um, Can I say something, man? Yes. I mean, Villa getting all this praise. Do you know where they finished last season? They finished bottom half. They finished 11th. Well, Joe, it, like they it was finished their first season back in the league. And they played it? good football. Season, it was their second season back in the league, wasn't it? Mm. Was it their first season back in the league? I'm fairly certain it was, yeah. They came up last year. Grealish got them up and then kept them up. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Okay, Grealish got them up and then kept, and then kept them up. Um, I, I, I stand to be corrected. I, I mean, they... they and I mean that, like they were, they they had a, a string of injuries. I know that their form dipped in and around Christmas, but I mean, this is what I was talking about. Man City, the size of their squad, man. Villa had a tiny squad last season, a really, really small squad. No, they they, came, they when they came up, they they came up in, in in they were in the league in 1920 and they came 17th and they survived on the last. Man, they did. They could get the, the VAR incident where the ball had crossed the line. They should have been relegated, shouldn't they? Yes, I knew it. I knew I was right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, they should Thank have been God. relegated. So I think who who went down and was it Norwich went down at their expense? Uh, Nor- Norwich went down bottom that season. Bournemouth and Watford oh, both went down Bournemouth, at their yeah. their expense, uh, a point below them. Uh, yeah, it would have been Bournemouth actually. Yeah, and Bournemouth had a better goal difference as well. Yeah. Um, so sorry, yeah, no, you're right. It was their second season, but I think that their squad was mm. too small last season. They they played good football when they had a couple of injuries, especially to Grealish. They they really just lacked that final punch. Um, mm. They had some issues at centre half. Conta looks like a good player. Uh, Mings looks like a good player. A little bit maybe. Um, I don't know, incident prone. Um, turns out he looks quite good at United as well. So maybe he'll be he'll be interesting. Um, Do you know what I will say about Villa is that I think they're very well run. And I think that when you have a very well run club, that filters down to everyone else. And the work ethic is on point. And, and, and I think that the business they've, excuse me, they've done is probably good. I, uh, Bailey will have a, a lot to prove. He comes with a big reputation um, and a reasonable price tag for a Bundesliga player. So I think he'll have a, he, he has a lot to prove. Um, I mean, Joe, I'm very fr- excited to see him. I think he's very good. A front four can- of Buendia, Bailey on either side with Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins through the middle is pretty exciting, is it not? Is it? I mean, it's all right. It, it, it's if Villa fans, if there are any listening, uh, will will probably be. I think it could could go either way for them. I think Danny Ings is a is a really good striker. Get out of my Premier League in my fantasy Premier League team, but he's also injury prone. I think Watkins had a good season last year, but it could have been better. He started very you, well. You were critical of Watkins long, at times. He had long periods without scoring goals. There are a couple of games where he scored a, he scored a hat-trick against Liverpool, obviously. I think he might have got two in another game at the start of the season. And that kind of put his fit, distorted his figures. And then there, there he went through, he had like an 11-game, 12-game uh, drought at one stage, which is unacceptable as a striker in the Premier League, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I let him off because it was his first season in the league. Um, Buendia is unproven in the Premier League. I know that he had a season with Norwich where he created a lot of chances. He also scored just one goal. Uh, so clearly goal scoring is not his game. Uh, and 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 he's just had one season in, in the Premier League where Norwich got relegated and um, he just scored once. Bailey comes highly rated from Leverkusen where he's always been a threat and has good stats. And uh, he is bags of pace and bags of ability, but the Premier League is a completely different uh, kettle of fish. And Nicola Pepe came with a huge price tag. So did Hakim Zayic, less so price tag, more so reputation. And neither convinced in their first season. So uh, as as a left-footed right winger. So I stand to be, I I think it could be exciting for them. I, I also think that it could be average enough. 
Right, well, um, well nailed, think... down, nailed down some predictions anyway for how the, how the table will look in a couple of minutes. The only two teams, I suppose, top half teams that I want to talk about are, are Everton and Are West Villa Ham. a top half team? Well, I think they might be, Joe. I think they might be. I, I, th- I think they might come in the top half as well, right? Yeah. So I'm um, potential top half teams, shall we say. Mm. Um, Everton under Rafa Benitez. I think they'll struggle on. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> They've had issue. There's an issue ongoing with one of their players, which we don't want to get into because uh, we don't know enough about it. There, I mean, a lot of it is rumours. Uh, there's some allegations. Nothing's been proven yet. Should we say that? So we don't need to. Nothing's get into been it, proven everyone, yet. No. Everyone will know what we're talking about, but I don't really want to talk about it. Uh, I, I can't if, see him being involved this season in the Premier League. Neither so. can I, but I can only see that having a negative effect on the dressing room. I, I'm pretty sure he would be a popular member of the squad. He just comes across as that sort of way, in that sort of way. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I, I, I worry for Everton, even though I really like Benitez. Yeah, I mean, like they, they obviously they're, they're, Sigerson's not going to be around, so they've gone out and. The players that they've looked to bring in to replace him are Damari Gray, who's a championship level mm. player, as far as I'm concerned. They bought him from Leverkusen for yeah. 1.8 million. I think that tells you all you need to know. A 30 yeah, year old Andres Townsend on a free transfer from Crystal Palace. Um, yeah. And then they have Moise Keane coming back from loan, as well as uh, Seng Toshin coming back from loan. <laughs> I, 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 I think they'll finish bottom half. Yeah, I mean, maybe, they, maybe, maybe tenth with Benitez as coach. I mean, they had Carlo Ancelotti gonna... as coach last season and finished tenth. Man, <laughs> this is it. I, I, I don't think James Rodriguez will be wanting to do it for Rafa Benitez in the way that he was only at the start of last season for uh, Ancelotti. And I definitely said that he wouldn't wouldn't have a great season, and I was definitely right. Um, and uh, 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 do you remember when Everton won the league in November? Yeah, I do. I'm regularly reminded of it on Liverpool Twitter. And Joe, not only have they not signed anybody, they've lost Sigurdsson for God knows how long, um, potentially a few years. Um, <laughs> I think so. Uh, Bernard has gone as well. Josh King has gone as well. Theo Walcott has gone as well. I mean, these guys... Well, those three were fringe players, to well, be fair. I mean, well, I mean, they all had... Well, I mean, um, Walcott, anyway, had a purple patch last season um, that, he, that he looked quite a decent player. But I mean, it's, it's not anything impressive from them. And I know Benitez will put some shape on them, you know, and they might become hard to beat, but that, 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 that'll only get you 12th or 13th in, in the modern Premier League, you know, mm. hard to beat only gets you so far. That's what we found out with his Newcastle team, man. Well, I mean, like, the, I think I also the, the standard of the Premier League is rising and rising and the points it takes it to is. finish higher up the season are, are more and more. And, you know, a point a game, <laughs> It's bringing you closer and closer to the drop zone than it is than it is to the top half. Like, yeah, Richarlison I mean, like, won't be around as well for the first bit of the season. Sorry, as well because of his involvement in the Olympics. He only yeah, was and he's linked, with, he's linked with Barcelona as well. What I will say about just to go back to Villa is that they're now signing players that you'd think top six clubs would usually have signed in Leon Bailey. Like I would, you would have. I, I I thought for years that he'd go to a top six club. Yeah, for the for the last two seasons, I, I was surprised that Arsenal or Spurs didn't make a move for him. I thought you said top six clubs. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, look, Arsenal were for Buendia as well. Slip of the tongue, sorry, Danny, man. Danny Ings, you know, was Liverpool's standard if he could keep himself fit, mm. which was the only issue there. I mean, these guys are genuinely top-half Premier League players at worst, you know, Champions League players at best. Like I said, Villa are well-run. Uh, I don't know if you saw the message from their chief executive when Grealish left, like he literally spelled out exactly what happened in the most clear and concise way that you possibly could. There's no bullshit in that football club. 
in the way that there is at, I'm going to mention Arsenal and Spurs again. You never get that from Dan Levy or from Josh Kroenke. No. Could you imagine that? No. One of them explain, like, uh, a guard, by the way, just collected loads of pizza. <laughs> I have a pizza. I have an Apache pizza. Pla- Sorry. <laughs> I said that. I Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. For, forget that nonsense. Apologies. No, I predict Villas to do well. Everton to struggle. Who did you want to talk about next? West Ham was West the last Ham. one, Joe. And yeah, I have West absolutely Ham. no idea with this one. Neither do I, man. I, I, I'm going to say I, I predict them to, 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 to struggle because they did well last season and the, the, their inconsistency is, is the hallmark of West Ham United. I can't remember the last time they put two good seasons together. So I'd say I'd expect them to finish mid-table, man. And, and if they do any better, that's great. And if they do any worse, I'm not surprised at all. I said that Liverpool may have been hampered by the lack of fans in stadiums last season. Do you think West Ham would have benefited from having an empty Olympic hugely, stadium at times? Yeah, hugely. <laughs> we definitely brought that up as well. Um, yeah, yeah. No, the, the Olympic Stadium, when, you know, how, a, a good portion of the fans uh, in, in the London grounds, especially the bigger London grounds, less so Stamford Bridge and Craven Cottage, etc., are tourists. So that... That doesn't, you know, that doesn't add to the atmosphere. As well as that, obviously, uh, it's got a running track around the outside, so the the the, the stands are really far away from the. It was more suggesting that when things don't go well for West Ham, those fans tend to turn pretty quickly, and it can almost feel like an away game for a lot of the players. Yeah, but at Upton Park, they were. It was a cauldron. Uh, for me, those the, the two facts I've. I've mentioned are significant and they're significant at Arsenal games as well. And at Spurs games uh, is that you have tourists going because they're, you know, 60,000, 65,000 stadiums in London. So you have tourists going to every game and the less so with Spurs, stadium, but with, with the Emirates and the Olympic stadium, the, the, the fans are really far away from the pitch and that's not ideal. I, I really don't think it's ideal. It's not like that at Anfield, man. Look at the, look at the reaction you get. Look that's at that it. atmosphere. That's yeah. it. Look, I suppose with, with West Ham, obviously they they will be competing in Europe this season. And I, is this there is another thing? Is their squad going to be deep enough for that? And I think that's probably the biggest thing. You know, we we've seen different teams fall victim to the Thursday night trap over the years, you know, and if, if they're playing Thursday night and then they're playing, you know, Sunday evening, Monday night every week, we know that Monday night games tend to be lower scoring. We know that teams that participate in the Europa League, you know, tend to finish off slightly worse than the season before where they qualified for it. Like we know these things and I don't know that West Ham have gone out and invested this summer to, to give themselves a deeper squad. I know that, that David Moyes doesn't necessarily play the most high intense football, but they've, they've lost Jesse Lingard uh, who was massive for them last he was year. was their best player. Yeah. I don't, and I, go on. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't think that Moyes likes a deep squad either. I think he likes to play the same 11 every week, uh, but you can't do that if you're competing in Europe. Uh, you need to have a big squad. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll do nearly as well as they did last season, man. Uh, I think that was a bit of a one-off. I'd agree. Okay, right. I'm not going to talk too much. And apologies to any mid-table fans listening here. We really are just running out of time. We have about 10 minutes left and we want to try to roll through basically a mock-up Premier League table for how things are going to look. Um, do you want to start at the bottom, Joe, or start at the top? Yeah, just interesting, I suppose. We brushed over Leeds and Wolves and... I can't see wolves. Wolves are out of it. Yeah, for me as well. I completely Especially agree. Especially funny. Know. Yeah, it's just funny because they came seventh two years in a row. Maybe even three. Yeah, two years in a row. And Leeds were so positive in so many ways last season, but we 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 haven't brought them up at all. Uh, I always expect Norwich City to struggle. 
I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I always expect Burnley to struggle and they 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 always surpass uh, my my expectations. Uh, I'm just having a look at the teams that are in the league. Watford, I always expect Watford to struggle whenever they're in the Premier League, even then when they had those few years of being a reasonably consistent mid-table fixture. But those and Brentford, because they're an unknown quantity and... Uh, although I think they they are a good football team and Ivan Tony is a very good striker, uh, it's their first ever season in the Premier League, and that's it's not a, an easy step up. Suppose uh, Brighton are the other team to mention in that conversation down the bottom yeah, as well. They're always they're always down there, man. Yeah, they're always down there. I mean, the likes of Newcastle and Southampton never say never, but they're kind of more lower mid table. Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace could go either way. I'm not convinced by Patrick Vieira because. I don't just but purely because I, I'm not 100% sure of his managerial experience leans him to being successful in that job. And they've had a lot of outgoings in terms of contracts ending. So I, I'd be, you know, they wouldn't be my first choice to finish in the bottom three, but it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they had a very poor season. That's actually not a terrible shout. And it's something that we haven't actually touched on. If you want to talk about the players that have left this season, obviously we spoke about Townsend going, Patrick Van Arnold has moved on, Sacco has moved on, Wayne Hennessy has moved on, James McCarthy has moved on, Gary Cale has moved on, Scott Dan has moved on, Connor Wickham. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys maybe wouldn't be first-team players, um, but those are certainly a handful of key first-team players and some squad players moving on as well. Oh, sorry, Connor Gallagher has stayed um, on loan. They brought in... Um, Mark Guehi from Chelsea. Um, they've brought in uh, Joachim Anderson from Lyon, and they've brought in. He's a decent centre back. Joachim Anderson is a decent centre back. He came in for a decent fee as well, and they brought I, in I, Michael uh, Michael Olsey from Reading as well. Yeah, I really want Vieira to to do well. Obviously, as an Arsenal fan, I want Patrick Vieira to do well. Um, but that's a that's a tough job. I think yeah. Hodgson did well there. I think he he, uh, he had consistently punched above where he should be at that team. I think they are definitely relegation candidates that he had been keeping yeah. the table. So yeah, I mean, Vieira doesn't doesn't have the best track record in management so far either as well. So he's definitely got his work cut out for him. Um, right, John, put me it? on the spot. Three teams yeah, to go yeah. down. Yeah, man, I'm 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 go- I'm gonna go with Norwich City. <laughs> This is this, this is tough because they were really good in the championship last season, but they, they were really good in the, the championship. Year. Yeah, they were really good in the championship three seasons ago, and they were shite in the Premier League. And I expect them to struggle struggle again. So I'm going to go with Norwich City. I'm going to go with Brentford. Uh, it's their first ever season in the Premier League. And man, I'm going to be very brave, and I'm going to go with Crystal Palace. That is that is. I'm not, look, I don't even know that it is brave to be honest, Joe. I I am thinking that Palace will definitely be in trouble this year. I, I really yeah, do so think do they'll I. be in trouble. I think that, I mean, Vieira is a bold choice, man. When, you, when you're losing that many players and Roy Hodgson, and I know Hodgson, I mean, Hodgson was a guarantee of staying up. Yeah, he was. He, uh, he, he was. Really he, was. He, yeah, like that's a, that's a bold move. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just having a quick look at Norwich. Norwich have brought in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players all for under ten million pounds. I mean, they've strengthened their squad, but they've not really gone out and got any quality. The one player of quality they've brought in, I suppose, is Billy Gilmore um, on loan from Chelsea, and he might be maybe, maybe not a like for like for Buendia, but he might add that little bit of creativity in midfield. Look, I think most of that Norwich team have been together for years now, and that will stand to them. I think the Brentford team have been together for years. Mm. That might stand to them as well. I, I'm, I'm going to put Crystal Palace down there, maybe not rock bottom. And I'm going to put Watford down there. 
<laughs> I, I, I think Watford will struggle as well. I just <laughs> I don't know I, I what Watford have about them. But it, it, no, neither do I. The thing, and I know what Brentford have about them. I just know that. I mean, they they're primed to come up, but they came up through the playoffs, and they've been in the playoffs every season it seems, and it probably hasn't been every season. It was probably just twice or three times. Uh, but man, the Premier League is a different kettle of fish. It hits different to the Championship, as tough I, as the Championship look, is. So, I, I, good, like I said, good luck to them. I want Brentford to do well. Absolutely, I, I just think they'll struggle. I think they might have that resilience. I think that they will have played together. They'll know how they want to play. You know, um, I, I'm going to trust them to see it out. Man, I worry for Southampton. <laughs> so do I. Man, there are some shite teams in They're there. They're going to be not, replacing... I actually think, Brent, I think the, Brentford are good. I just think that... And Norwich, I just think that it's a tough step up. That's okay. all. And Norwich saw that firsthand last time they were in the Premier League. Like, they, they, they weren't terrible when they were in the Premier League. It was just a tough step up for them. Like, Southampton and Newcastle and Crystal Palace are shit. I think Newcastle will be okay. But I think they will too, but they're shit. Do you know they what I mean? Shit. Like yeah, they're, no, they are. They're, they're shit. Uh, whereas the teams who we've mentioned, who, who who I've certainly put in as maybe going down, as going down, I wouldn't say that they're shit. But right. sure, look, this is it. Right, I need a third team to go down, Joe. I'm going to say, I mean, it's it's between Norwich and Norwich and Brentford, really. Um I don't. I don't know enough about either of them, Joe. I'm gonna. I. I can't make a shout <laughs> without knowing enough. But I'm. I'm gonna agree with you on Crystal Palace. Did you say that Watford would go? No, I didn't. But man, if I'm picking four, Watford are absolutely in the four. Yeah. And I might change. I. I could. You know, another day I could easily put Watford in there. I just okay. put Brentford in there. Right. Look, we'll, we'll set. I, yeah. Okay. Look, I think that that's enough of that conversation. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so impossible to predict. It's it will be there forever, man. I got I got to bounce. This has been f- fantastic. I can you give me Can you give son. me a top six quickly? Top six, yeah, of course I can, man. Uh, Chelsea, City. Uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say Liverpool, United. I'll give Arsenal the benefit of the doubt because they've no European football, and I do like the signings and they finished last season well. I'll put Arsenal fifth, but Arsenal could finish tenth, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I will put Leicester sixth. Spurs seventh, uh, Villa eight. That that's more than a top six. That's more uh, than top six. Yeah, yeah. So there, that's my top eight then, Rafe. All right, mate. Sound very quickly rounded off. I'm gonna go. Of course, I'm gonna go Liverpool one because I have to go Liverpool one. I'm gonna go Chelsea two, City three, Leicester four. Um, I'm gonna go. Who have I missed out? United five. And do you know what, Joe? I'm gonna give it to Arsenal. I'm gonna put them six. I'm gonna get them up there. Do you know something, Rafe? This is the first season uh, I haven't predicted Arsenal to be in the top four well maybe it's a lucky omen for you <laughs> I'd be really surprised <laughs> Joe it's I'd been be great really to do this surprised. again I know you've it's been great go. to do Your this again Ray. waiting for you he's desperate my child is waiting for me but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do this next week uh, where we'll, we'll have some reviews man we'll be reviewing absolutely yeah. I can't wait it's for it great. I'm actually really looking forward to it Joe thank you so much for yeah. coming on thanks to everybody that watched it and absolutely guys we will see you next week